Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Snipples is here. <laughs> How's it going, Schmike? How y'all doing? <laughs> the lethal weapon Stephanie is here. Hello. Yeah. The only That's person named Silent Ron at the table is here. I am here. <laughs> and Brother Bob's here. Hello. <laughs> Nothing to go with that, Bob. <laughs> Nothing to go with that. Just sit. That's Ron, all right. We'll take it. Will you read our Bible verse for us tonight? Seeing how you're twisting my arm. Uh, it's coming from Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. So our topic tonight... Who wins? Victories. Do we take the small victories? <coughs> or do we just throw those aside and because we didn't quote unquote win the big game? Is that because we just got done with the Super Bowl? Is that why you picked yeah. this one? But like for me, I'm going to throw it out there already because I know we're going to touch on it and we're going to touch on it again. But, like, it's not even our game to win. Right. But whether we're a believer or super competitive like I am, like, I have to be the best or close to it <laughs> at what I'm doing or I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, The best for you or the best against everybody else? It depends on what we're doing. I mean, you've bowled against me before. I know. You know how obnoxious I can be. In the good, but also, in the good and bad. Yeah. But like how obnoxious I am and non-believer Ronnie and play how competitive. Hmm? I said play ball against him. <laughs> well, that's you. Of course, <laughs> play ball against me. <laughs> but, then, but I brought that up because you, you, you've seen both sides, though, where I was against you, but also I was on your team. And if I wasn't doing up to my par, you saw how hard I was on myself. Right. Competitively. Because that's, mm-hmm. that's the way I am. I'm hard on myself when it comes to the competitive side. And I think early on in my faith walk, it was like that too. Right? Like, it's, it's, it's a marathon, not a race. Right? But... Me being me and how I'm wired, like, give me all the knowledge I want. Let me go down as many rabbit holes as I can go, and that way I'm prepared for every situation that can come at me. And then, you know, there's that chance where a situation does come, and I wouldn't even thought of the scenario, (laughs) you know? So that's – so do we actually win for us? Or are we only hurting ourselves in those self-proclaimed victories? Yeah, I think I think the key there is the self-proclaimed victories, and when we yeah. think we've won, that's when we should know we haven't. Yeah, um, because all, like, and obviously, none of us are going to know until the, the end comes for us if we've done well or not. Well, right, and that, or that's, done right. That's the rough part. Yeah, I, I think about that all the time. Yeah, but for me, like. <laughs> Well, 
go because yes, I, I understand that. But like for me, it was <clears throat> when I'm spiral, spiraling out of control, right? Or I'm sitting comfortably on the sidelines, catching myself and reaching out for help, or somebody calling, somebody texting at those times, and instead of saying no, I'm fine about it actually opening up right and that's a small victory that i can be proud of where i'm at right because before i would have took it the other way of no i didn't let anybody in that's a victory to me yeah i can do it all i got broad shoulders type of thing i definitely know that early on i was just looking for the big victories but as I've grown more in my faith, I think that you have to look at the small victories. You have to look for the the God sightings. You know, um, when I teach the kids and stuff, we always talk about God sightings, and I always tell them, you, you should be able to see God in something every single day. Every single day. If you don't, you're just not looking hard enough. But you have to open your mind and your heart to that because you get to a point to where, when we've talked about it, you're pouring out and you're pouring out to people and if you either don't take the time to pour it back into yourself or to get those little victories like just the God let you wake up today so he's not done, mm-hmm. that's a little victory. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and for some people with health problems, that's a big victory. You know, But if, if you don't count those up, then sometimes you get into it, or at least I do, get into a spot of then what's it all for? Right. Yeah. It's not the... For me, it's not the attaboys. It's not the, um, hey, good job. It's none of that. But it's it's the looking and, and finding the little things to see this this is why. Did it used to you be? Know? No. The attaboys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think for me it was. Yeah. Like I mean, because. I always, I always played that tough guy on TV, right? Like, well, I don't need you. I don't need the things. But, like, it really maybe puff out my chest even more when you got that recognition. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cuz again, it's that that instant gratification. Yeah. Somebody saying attaboy, they're recognizing what you're doing right then and there. Yeah. As opposed to you know, I'd rather nobody say anything. You know, cuz that then I know that's not why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it cuz for that audience of one and knowing that no matter what I do, he sees it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, and I just, I just want to make him proud. Yep. Ron, you look perplexed, confused. Uh, That's just his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I don't, uh, I don't really know what to say about this topic. Actually, I didn't know. I'm gonna mark it down. I think that's six weeks in a row. He's used that one. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 really, I really didn't know what to say. I don't know. I mean, what you all have been talking about is pretty much the way I try to go at things, you know. I don't need the attaboys. I don't want the recognition. I mean, I don't I don't need the fame. No, <laughs> see, well, see, and, and I think that that's one of the key impo- um, um, things that, like, for you, because I know it's sometimes it's a lot harder to see from inside of ourselves, because I know it is for me, is the fact that 
not necessarily that you did it for an attaboy, but you used to do it because you wanted somebody else to do something for you later. You know what I mean? And, and I wouldn't even say it was at a bad, from a bad place because it was just a return the favor. Correct. Pay it forward kind of thing. But at the same time, it would affect you and how it affected you. It affected your mood and, and, you know, all kinds of things to whereas now it doesn't. And that's Christ in your life. It still does every now and again, but for the most part, I just, you know, let it go. Yeah. You know, because it ain't going to do me no good to dwell on it because it's just, like you said, it's just going to fester up inside me and make me mad. And then I ain't going to want to do nothing for that person or whatever again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, and it's still, I'm still at that point where, you know, if I do something and somebody's like, well, how much I owe you? It's like pay it forward. I don't, I mean, don't, you don't have to pay me, pay it to somebody else. Yeah. Right. You know, so I don't, but yeah, I do like the idea of, you know, hey, I had a cousin call me last night. He said, can I use your trailer tomorrow? I was like, absolutely. Just come hook to it and go. I was like, but can I ask a, can I ask a favor? If you're using my trailer, can I get you to help me put a tongue on another trailer? And he's like, well, I don't know if we, you know, and that was one of those things where I had to just say, okay, and let it go. Because I was letting him use my trailer. I was hoping he could put the tongue on my other trailer. Well, it, it got me a little bit because I was like, now, wait a minute. You're all gung-ho about using my trailer, but I can't get you to put a tongue on this one? Right. You know, I got time to loan you my trailer, but you ain't got time to put this on here. But I had to let it go because if I didn't, it would have just festered up and it would have been just bad all the way around. It would have broke me or took my joy, so to say. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, hang on to it. Just let it go. I'll get it done sometime by somebody somewhere. I was like, I was just trying to, you know, yeah. tit for tat kind of thing. I mean, I help you, you help me kind of thing. But if you can't, you can't. Yeah. And before, it would really get me. It would have changed your answer? Huh? Would it have changed oh, your answer? If I'd asked him first? No. If I'd asked him to fix it first and he said no, then ask me for a trailer? No. I still let him use the trailer. I mean... So the groundwork's still there. Right. Yeah. So, right. I mean, I... That's just not... It's just not me. I can't... And my wife... Me and my wife used to fight about it all the time before Christ because it seemed like every time I turned around somebody called me or texted me, I left. Right. And she's like, when are you going to do something for me? I was like, as soon as I get these people done, I'll do it. Well, I kept getting busy, kept getting busy. Every time somebody called, why can't you say no? I was like, because I can't. Somebody calls me, they need help. If I can help, yeah. that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. And this was before Christ. But at the same token, there was a little bit of, uh, you know. What you I can get in this. return? Yes. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. But now, it's not really that way. I was wanting it today, but didn't get it. But same token, I was like, just come get it, hook up to it, do whatever. Just park it back where you got it from. So, I mean. And that leaves the other two super competitive people besides myself at the I table. I am not competitive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, wait, what? Play, play Monopoly. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm not so on that note. I'll let you two decide who's going first. <laughs> That's you. No? <laughs> no. 
No, <laughs> they're getting ready to do rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Audio like, podcast. I'm not going first. See, that, that, that look was like, you're going to have a kick here in a minute. <laughs> Why you? Why you bullying me? Yeah, don't don't make me. I get said up. nothing. You are assuming based on my facial look. expression. Look at that, that is your assumption. Look at that, man. I don't know. I saw I'm that facial. I'm dodging them little right daggers. Or she... <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I have no daggers. I know. I know. They're swords. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta mess with those little daggers. <laughs> she quit. She quit shooting daggers a while ago. She's shooting missiles. <laughs> but. Now, um, let's go back to your rabbit holes. Mm -hmm. You know, you said that uh, let me go down all the rabbit holes I want to go down. Going down rabbit holes, there's no victory in that. Because you can get so deep in some of that stuff that uh, it absolutely will lead you astray. And you stay there. And you stay there. So, uh, you know, honestly, if you're going down rabbit holes, you've already lost. There is no victory in that, you know, and, and God knows this, and God allows us to go down them rabbit holes because he's, he wants us to figure out that, well, no, that rabbit hole wasn't where I was supposed to be, you know. So the only victory you get by doing rabbit holes is not doing rabbit holes. Right, mm. and, and young Christian Ronnie didn't know that. Though. Right, right. I, I get it. I, I was the you same know, way. I, I just wanted to, <laughs> anything I can read to get my hands on to... Sharpen daggers, uh, you know. Right. Oh, I, I totally understand what you're saying, but yeah, you know, it, it, I'm for new Christians, don't go down rabbit holes because yeah. there's no victory in it. There's no, there's no learning curve in it either. I mean, you'll come to you'll come to a dead end, and you think you're trying to figure something out, and you'll never figure it out. All you do is dig another hole and start down another trail. Yeah, or you can get so entrenched in it that it basically tears off your Correct. Uh, your life yes you know like we had somebody we knew when he he went and saw a thing and it was basically on revelation yeah and he was doomsday for about six months easy, yeah you know and yeah just, he was always wanting to know when yeah when the end was going to be yeah. or, and no matter what what or trying to say when jesus was going to come back or and, you and, know. and no matter what scripture it was right right like that we were discussing or talking about it was like you take it, the exit off the highway and you just keep going around the roundabout. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or some of the things that I did, like those dead ends, mm -hmm. right, where you don't know still, and you've exhausted all resources, and then either A, by that point it doesn't matter anymore, or B, and this didn't happen for me, but... I know at least one other person that has happened to you is like all their joy is gone because they don't know the definite answer. Correct. Mm, yeah. When the definite answer is, it doesn't really matter. Correct. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, is if it's, if it's not a kingdom changing issue, don't stress on it because God will take care of it. You know, I've seen some guys go down rabbit holes and they'll get stuck there and they'll absolutely walk away from their faith because yeah, of right. it. Right. And that's what I was talking about. The, yeah. The other you know, two just uh, if, if, you know, and that's what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to go down them rabbit holes, especially when you're a new Christian. Yeah. Because, man, he can, he can turn your mind real quick, real easy. Oh, yeah. Now, granted, the, the more you walk in your faith, 
the longer you walk in your faith, the more you trust God, the harder it is for him to get you. So he's always trying to find new ways to to get into your life to drag you backwards. Yeah. And now, don't misunderstand. I still go down rabbit holes. Oh. They're just more constructive rabbit holes of like, oh, what does this word mean in Greek? Right. Or what did it mean back then? Instead of but assumptions to the text. That's not really what you call rabbit holes. Because that's what I'm calling it. That's not what we're going to call it. Because well, you're if you go wrong. down a rabbit hole, you're not you're not winning. Well, yeah. We're going to call that being a good Berean. There you go. A good what? Berean. I'm not a burrito. Well, you could be. I didn't say burrito. <laughs> okay, I need to know what does that mean. And Paul praised the Bereans for mm. digging into the text and verifying yeah. everything that they Paul was teaching them with the Torah is what they had. Okay, so, so everything had to align. Well, you're not you. going down God a rabbit hole. Contradict. You're digging in. I didn't know that. And you're wanting to you're wanting to understand what that word means, which and that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to understand what He's got for us. You know, like I told the kids yesterday. Uh, you know, as of this recording, as of this recording, yes, <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> What was yesterday? The 11th. There you go. The day after <laughs> I had to Super think Bowl. about it for a minute. But, you know, I told him, I'm like, you know, of course, I told him, I'm like, the Bible is our basic instructions before leaving earth. And they just thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, the thing is, is when you're reading the Bible, you should look for Jesus in every scripture as you read. Like, Where's Jesus at in this? Or where Jesus is in this? We're going through Leviticus right now, Rose and I are. And, uh, you know, we're going through all the sacrifices and the do's and the don'ts of what you can and can't. I'm going to tell you what, every bit of that points to Jesus' sacrifice. Every bit of it. I mean, it's just uh, it's phenomenal the way you can relate it to how Jesus took all because. I'm telling you right now, I've was was listening, was reading chapter ten this morning, listening to it, and I don't think Bob could do that and make it right. You know, it was hard. It was hard to atone your sins back then because you had a you had a sacrifice for whatever sin it was. You had a total different way to do that sacrifice. You know, so yeah, I mean, okay. I'm sure glad Jesus come. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm sure glad he took that mess away. And all we got to do is believe in him and trust in what he's got. So we have, he, he bridged the gap for us. He made the bridge between us and God. You know, all we got to do is walk that bridge and believe him. So, I mean, you know, so that's, that's actually the victory that we need right there. That's the victory we should look for. The victory we should look for is following Jesus following his word, seeing him in every page of that book, every page, you know, and I, and I told the kids, I'm like, you know, them are not stories that are in that book. They're accounts of real life people that other real life people wrote down because God inspired them to write that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, don't, it, when I ever, I always hear somebody say, well, there's a story in the Bible. I'm like, that's not a story, it's an account. Mm-hmm. That is, that is factual, actual living people that done that. <laughs> so, but yeah. 
So my victory is when when he uh, when he actually showed me the way. After I stood on that porch and denied him and spit in his face, yet he still loved me enough to pursue me. He loved me enough to uh, bring me to him. When he showed you your way was the wrong way. Correct. When he showed me my way was the wrong way, that was the biggest victory you'll ever get in your life. And you know what? Once you get that victory, who cares about the other ones? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The The rest will fall in place. If it don't, that means you better step back, check your heart, because you're not doing something right. Yeah, you're not you've following let, you've it. you let go of it or something. Correct. Somewhere along the line. Along the line, you've let go. Because I know somebody right now who's in that spot. But he needs to let go. He needs to give it to God. He needs to quit thinking he can fix it. Because he can't. Granted, now there's some things that you can, like, help out, but... To truly fix it, he needs to give it up in my eyes, and he doesn't see that. That's because he's putting self before God. You can't put self before God. It just don't work. Been there, done that. Tried it. I'm right here. You don't have to talk, you don't have to talk about me like I'm not here. Hey, you know what? If you're getting your toes stepped on, that's not me, bro. Turn around so we can talk about you. Steph, what about you? The first thing I want to say is the comment was made about not knowing where you are, like how well you're doing until like, like from my interpretation of understanding you guys, like the comment was in reference to being face to face with Christ. Like you don't know, but God gives us like the guides of you should know how you're doing because he tells us what he expects from us, but then also like what we shouldn't do. Um, And so we have, like if we're openly rebelling, we have a pretty good idea of Mm -hmm. what God's going to say about that. But if we are genuinely trying with the best of our knowledge and doing it in truth and love, then we also have a pretty good idea of where we are in that as well. So I just wanted to put my two cents in on that. Um, that sounded more like four cents. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> buck, buck and a quarter. Buck and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you're, you're correct. You know, that... What you're talking about is that's God growing us in a process, mm-hmm. you know. And but if you are doing something wrong and you know you're doing something wrong, but yet you still choose right. to continue on that direction, that's on you. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Then then you're definitely going to get you're definitely going to get a spanking. Yeah. <laughs> I tell the kids at school all the time, if it feels wrong, most likely it is wrong. Correct. And I know Steph's picking on me, but um, because I said it, but um, where I come from in my in my life, of course, no matter what, I just don't feel worthy. Right? No, sorry, Bob. It's all good. (laughs) But I mean, you know, so it's one of those things of of uh, you guys just throw that word out there like undeserving, undeserving. Thank you. (laughs) So, um, but I do. I understand what you're saying. Mostly for listeners, I know you didn't feel or (laughs) believe that, but um, and so thinking about victories as somebody who is not competitive in any sense of the way uh, yeah, we're gonna we're, oh, we're, we're moving our chairs away just in case <laughs> <what> he comes. <laughs> he's gonna hug you real good tonight. <laughs> i do not have a scar on my leg from playing kickball with fifth graders <laughs> yeah 
Oh, that, that was tore up, too. <laughs> and she did not oh sit at my goodness. house until 1.30 in the morning, and we had to absolutely <laughs> quit the Monopoly game because both of us were still going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids are crash on the couch, and Bob and I are still playing. Carl and Rose is just sitting there like, come on. <laughs> I keep telling y'all, Monopoly is not how you make friends. That is not how you do it. Oh, we're all right. <laughs> yeah. We come out friends. It was not my choice of game. <laughs> I believe it was the one that was knocked out first. Mm. It was. It was. And she, she'll never play it again. <laughs> nope. Mm. She's done. <laughs> um, but I think when we think about victories, we do frequently think about the big victories, um, like Elijah with, you know, the sacrificing of the bulls and the priest of Baal. And a lot of times we ignore the small victories. We ignore the sometimes internal victories of I can't talk to this person about God, but then maybe two weeks later, you bring it up. Like, that's a victory. Mm -hmm. Um, We, I think, at least for me, it's hard to recognize those because it's always, oh, I did this wrong. I did that wrong. And I don't see those victories. Like, I'm looking for the big things and not so much the little things. And then when those big things don't come, like, I think that they should, then I feel like sometimes... Again, like Elijah, it's easy to be down on yourself and then go, oh, poor pitiful me, to the cave and say, I'm not going. I'm not doing this anymore. And just kind of sitting down and waiting for an angel to come bring me some food because I don't want to cook right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we have to also be mindful of in the small and the big of still praising him. Um, through it all like yeah that small victory maybe was meaningless to a lot of people but it was huge to me and i'm going to praise god because that he showed me my growth in that yep Um, and those big victories of being able to when you have that big victory maybe people don't respond in the way that you want them to or you feel like they should to remember people are still watching especially Mm -hmm. unbelievers are watching new believers are watching and so how are you representing god through it all when you see people aren't responding how you want, how are you responding to that? Right. Because ultimately, we are supposed to be like Christ. You know, we are made in God's image, and we have to. It's not just a physical thing. It is how we treat others, how we love on people, how, you know, we preach the gospel to people. Right. It's all of those things. We're supposed to be like Christ, and... Yeah. We was talking to a girl yesterday at Walmart that uh, had given her testimony at a church. And she goes, she goes, well, I don't know if I've done right for God or not. And I'm like, was you uncomfortable? She's like, yeah, I was very uncomfortable. I'm like, you done good for God then. Because that's, that's where God takes us out of our comfort zone. If we're out of our comfort zone, oh, yeah. that, means we're, that means we're absolutely allowing him to use us because... That makes us vulnerable when we're out of our comfort zone. That means he can mold us and shape us how he needs us. Right. If you kind of understand what I'm saying there. Absolutely. And uh, that's a big victory right there. And like to add what you were saying, Steph, is like it's our perception that's Mm -hmm. skewed most of the time, right? right? Like even though we do or don't see that small victory, that could be somebody else's big victory, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. just don't know it. Right. And then what our big <coughs> victories could be to us might be somebody's small victory, right. or maybe not even a victory at all, just it happened. 
And so we shouldn't let ourselves change those pers- perspectives also. Absolutely. You still thinking over there? I'm just thinking about this motor I just got done. We were talking about small victories, you know. Throughout that whole process, building that motor by myself, pretty much, you know, I'd get frustrated here and there over the little things. But then when I got it, it just enlightened me enough to where I was like, hot dang, got that one, go on to the next one. And then, like last night, the truck got done. So, you know, all those little victories ended up in the best result. Yeah. But but what would have happened? What would happen if those little victories added up and then that end result wasn't the grandioso victory like you were expecting? I would have had to probably stop and ask for help. <laughs> right. Plain, plain yeah. simple. Yeah, and I did ask for help throughout the situation. You know, Bob come and help me because I couldn't do – there were certain things. I mean, I'd get frustrated because I couldn't do them alone. Yeah. You know, and there's everyday stuff happens to me all the time. I can't do it alone. I have to stop and talk to God. Or I have to stop and text my guys mm-hmm. on Facebook. You know, if, if I'm if I feel overwhelmed and I can't figure it out on my own, then it's not for me to figure out on my own. I need right. him. I need my guys. I need my God. But see, that's a small victory in itself that you mm-hmm. recognize that. So, because I tell you, early on, I didn't recognize my small victories or wanted to acknowledge them. Before God, I would have just said, well, I can't do it, so it can't be done. Right. You know, now I just take that moment to stop and just talk out loud to God or, like I said, text you guys and refocus myself Mm -hmm. and then just go at it in a different way. You know, if one way don't work, you know, like my way don't work, and if I give it to him, most of the time I go back to it and it works. And it works, right. I think about with the small victories, too. I have a student in one of my in my class, and every day we are, he is just arguing about all the things. Like, you name it, there's an argument to be had about it. Um, can come in and say, it's a nice day today. No, it's not. 65 degrees is too hot. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, we're arguing. Um, and it doesn't matter who says what, we're arguing about it. And the other day, I somebody said something to him, and I was I knew him like he's gonna start arguing, he's gonna pick this battle, and he stopped. He was thinking, and he didn't argue. And so I'm like, I am so proud of you. I could tell you wanted to, but you didn't. And I think that's just as important a lot of times with these victories because we can't recognize those victories on our own, especially the small ones. Right. That sometimes we need somebody else to come along and say, I've noticed that change. Before you would have done it this way, but now I see that you're doing this, and that's God working in your life. Right. And it's not necessarily to be like, hey, let's pat you on the back and boost yourself up. It's just sometimes we can get so hard, hard on ourselves, so bogged down by all the things of the world that we don't recognize those, and we need that little bit of hope. Like, right. And I call them like God wings. Like we're like God's just like, yeah, you're doing good. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're on the right track. And I think sometimes as believers, we get so focused on the big things that we forget to recognize when other people are doing the little things, too. Mm-hmm. As Mike would say, we focus on the neon signs, the big flashing ones. Yep. 
Yep, always looking for those. And we always forget that what moved the mountain, that faith like a mustard seed. Correct. You know? And like I always, you know, like I literally never knew how tiny a mustard seed was until we had that one for the kids. And (laughs) like I still have it in my truck. Yeah. And I still look at it and I'm just like, No bigger than a pencil head. Yeah, it's just amazing. But it's right there in the book. Yep. Right. I think it's also like believing in what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and we've heard a sermon before, and it's like you're praying for rain, you're praying for rain, but like, do you have an umbrella? Right. Yeah. Right. Or are you just going through the yeah. motions, mm-hmm. and you don't have the raincoat, and you don't have the umbrella, and yep. I like it. I like the one about the with the farmer. I need the rain to grow my crops. Well, are you sowing your field? You're getting it ready? Right. You're just waiting. You know, yeah. you're standing there looking dry dirt. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that's what we talk about. You know, we don't get in and we buy works, but we still have to work. Right. It's faith in action. Faith in yeah. action. That's it. Right. Yep. I think for, I chose this verse because it's a verse that I always go back to now. I didn't before, but if I had, and it reminds me of victory, right? Because it's his victory. Bob, you talked about it. We've all talked about it. But also, it's my victory that no matter what conversation we're going to have, we can talk about who's, who's in the hockey match. We can talk about who won the Super Bowl, who's going to WrestleMania, insert whatever here. Right, but uh, at some point, it's a victory that I'm gonna share the gospel on some level. Mm-hmm. Right, it might be a kindergarten one, or as Carl and I used to say, Jesus 101 and Jesus 102. Right mm-hmm. now, it might be 101.5, but because <laughs> I don't know if I can go to the 102, but it right, like it's that's a victory for me. Absolutely. Because I used to be the guy that thought I couldn't talk right, couldn't do this right, didn't know enough to do this. Still can't talk right, but it's all right. Here in a minute, that's all, folks. (laughs) (laughs) But those those are victories. That's my victory. And no matter what you say, you say, they say, they can't take it away. Correct. Because mm-hmm. it's my victory. And yeah. that's, that's as, as followers, we should not let people take them victories away because yeah. God has given us them victories. Right. You know, it, if, you, if you allow somebody to take them victories away, then you really didn't believe what God gave you. Then it really wasn't a victory to begin wasn't with. It wasn't really a victory to begin mm-hmm. with. Correct. Because if it is that easy... Everybody be believers, right? Yes. Yep. Which, I mean, they should be. Don't misunderstand. Oh, no. But it it never stops you from praying that everybody did. Everybody turns. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when you learn it and you you apply it that, no, I turned my life back to Christ. You know, I think you always want everyone to feel that same thing. And Mm -hmm. when you're truly doing it and your heart's in the right place, it's everybody. 
it's not just like, oh, I want my family to do this. I just want my, you know, want my kids to do this. It's no, I want everybody to turn back to Christ because he's just waiting with open arms. Yeah. Just turn back, turn your life around, give it over, and just just do what you know is right. And sometimes I get off my old man. This is not how we used to do it back in the day, right? Because, like, I think some of the kids these days get it right also. As they take, they do take their victories, no matter if it's the right thing or the wrong thing, right? But like yeah. they celebrate their victories, where I didn't celebrate my victories, whether it was right or wrong, right? It was just more pride and more puff up chest. And I think there's a happy medium to learn from both eras. And I think I really I think that happy medium is learning that in Christ. Yeah. You know, because, again, it's not it's not for every little victory and it's not for the boisterous. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. it's for doing it with the right heart for the right reason. And uh, so. Let's pull the needle off the record. Silent Ron. Three, two, one, go. All right, good talk. Yeah. All right. Nothing? No. Not two weeks in a row. Uh, The final thought's hard for me. I don't, I mean, the thoughts throughout the whole night are great, you know. So for me, a lot of it is the actual podcast. The final thoughts for me are hard because we speak about almost everything Mm -hmm. throughout. So, I mean, I guess if I had to say anything, is, you know, watch for the little victories, grab hold of them, hold them tight. Don't let nobody take it because, I mean, it is joyful to have those little victories. And the end result could be phenomenal. Bob? Yes. Are you awake? I am. I am. <laughs> What's your mouth I is. I is awake. <laughs> I is. I is. Um, actually, I'm going to read a couple verses here. First one's out of Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 4. It says, For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. So when you think you can't do it, when you think you're defeated, when you think you can't just continue on and move forward, go to that verse right there because God's there to fight for you. He's there to push you through, to give you victory in every circumstance, in every situation. All you got to do is allow him to do it. You know, that's the problem. We, we, we as humans think that we need to do it ourselves. I used to be that guy. I used to think I had to do everything on my own. Me too. I thought that I had to, I could fix everything on my own. I could, you know, whatever, insert whatever on my own, you know. But we can't, you know. When we try to do it on our own, all we do is destroy more than we ever fix. If we allow God to do it for us or show us how to do it, I mean, you can achieve whatever, insert whatever mm-hmm. with God in the lead. You can achieve it. 
you know. So the thing is, is we just got to allow him to be our victor. Mm-hmm. That's where we get the victory from. I couldn't, I couldn't fix enough to satisfy my urge. Now, with God, it's totally different. Yeah. And then John sixteen thirty three says this. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So chew on that one, guys. That's all I got. <laughs> Sniffles? Do you think? Yeah. Um, I think it's important. Like I said before, and Stephanie said too, is uh, if you can't see the small victories yourself, point them out to somebody else. We all need to remember that we have a purpose and that we're living out the purpose, but it's hard for us to self-reflect that a lot of times. So everybody, I think, needs encouragement to know we see a change or we see you're on the right path because... Most times, I know for me, my own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. So um, I just think that's highly, highly important. Steph? So I think about, back to this verse, we're supposed to take the gospel throughout the entire world. Like, that's our great commission, is to go and make, you know, be fishers of men. And I know it's hard it's intimidating you have to be very vulnerable to do that and so a lot of people are will come to church with me and that's not what we're called to do though is to invite people to church it's a good place to start your preacher can do that then you know tell them about the good news but we're supposed to do that and i think when you get to that point of moving past come to church with me to let me tell you about jesus Mm -hmm. like that's a victory that we have to recognize and I know it's a very vulnerable one because in our world, you're going to have people be like, no, I, I don't want anything to do with that guy. Mm-hmm. And I know here in our community, it's not as hard to talk to people about Jesus. But you go to other areas in our country, in the world, that like you open up to these people that you don't know and you're like, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. It can go one of two ways, really. Mm-hmm. Where people are like, absolutely not, and they're yelling at you, you know, whatever it may be. But then you have those other ones are like, nobody's ever done that to me before. Nobody's ever talked to me about Jesus. And that's what we're called to do. Because God God could do it all himself. God doesn't need us. Nope. But he allows us to take part. And ultimately, I think back to, I think I mentioned it last week maybe, back to Esther. If he puts it on you and you don't do it, He's going to give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is going to take that place that could have been yours. Yeah, his plans never change. No, they don't. And we also know that somebody brings somebody who's lost to know to know him, to know God, it covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about y'all, but I got a multitude of sins to cover. <laughs> and I just, that's my big final tape. thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my big final thought is just, be willing to to do what God places on you when He places it on you. Don't find that easy way out, but also recognize the growth. Yeah, yeah. Good one. My final thought 
it's a two-step process, and it kind of ironically, unironically, I don't even follows, know two-step. Follow Steph. <laughs> how to spread the gospel, right? So you pray to God in Jesus' name and ask Him what to say. Yep. And then the second one might be the hardest one: obey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I know I said it a couple episodes ago, but like, there was a sermon that got put on my heart in a special way, and I didn't want to do it. Because I didn't think it mattered. But if I didn't prep and follow through, somebody else would have. And the outcome could have been completely different. And that's just one of many that happened that week. And so obeying is the easiest but yet hardest part. Bob? Yes? Are you looking away from me because you don't want to press out? No, I'll press out. That <laughs> <laughs> won't bother me now. <laughs> he ain't scared. I ain't scared. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. Father, we thank you for the victories in our life, whether it be small, whether it be large. But most importantly, Father, we know that you're our biggest victory. Father, your son hung on that cross for each and every one of us. Father, he made a way for us to come to you. He made a way for us to be with you in heaven. Father, we thank you for that victory. Father, we just, uh, we just ask, Father, that you can just uh, lay it on our hearts, Father, to go out and make disciples. Go out and tell people what you're about, who you are. Father, I just pray that uh, we, can be, we can be bold. Our words would be sharp. And, Father, that they would, uh, first off, just allow us to allow you to kick the clutter out of our hearts and allow you to just work through us, Father, just to flow through us easily. Father, we thank you, we praise you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side.